welcome to the Intentional Living Podcast, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and challenge to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's Practical Insights. Welcome to the Intentional Living Podcast. This is Brenda. Before I get into content for today, I just want to remind you to visit our website, www.intentionallivingministry.org. You'll find all kinds of resources and tools that you can use every day. We work hard to make these tools and resources as practical as possible. There's an entire library filled with blog articles, material that is helpful for everyday living, material to help you walk closer to God. Then there's a library of podcasts. So if you like to listen while you do other things, check out. There are many topics that you can choose from. And finally, we have a shareable images library. Lots of beautiful pictures with inspirational quotes and scripture quotes. We like to use lots of scripture in intentional living. Everyone needs help. So, let's get into the content for today. You need help, I need help, and other people need help. Our focus today is going to be on how can you help someone else when you see that they're going through difficult times. And I have some things that I hope will give you some ideas. Actually, we have a list of nine things today. We want to start by admitting that it is impossible to live a sinless life. Well, unless your name is Jesus Christ. Remember how easy it is to slip into a wrong response or even an old pattern. You've been there. I've been there. Actually, everyone has been there. When you see a person who is caught in sin, it's really critical that you respond. You're a brother or a sister in Christ. How can you help? You can't just turn away. However, what you do next, how you think, how you interact, those things all reveal your character, your maturity, your dependence on God, and your heart. Your best next step is to please God and to help the brother or the sister in need. Respond like Jesus does. Sidestep fear and follow some helpful action steps. So let's get into those right now. The first step to help someone else, believe it or not, is to humble yourself before the Lord. He will lift you up into helping. Check out James 4 verse 10. Remember, Jesus is the only one who is able to lift people out of places and start them on a path of change. Never think of yourself above falling into sin. Part of being humble is to think soberly about yourself. That means to be truly honest and to really take a look and admit You're made out of the same material as every other human being, and everyone needed a Savior. Check out Romans 12, verse 3. That talks about thinking soberly about yourself. Proverbs 3, verse 7 says, 
Don't be wise in your own eyes. So this first action step to help somebody else is very important. It determines your direction and your approach to everything that comes next. And it marks you. You are either like Jesus or you aren't. The next step to help someone else is to pause to pray. Ask God to open your eyes and your heart. Tell Him, Jesus, what do you see here? What would you like me to say? If you were here, what would you say? What does this person really need from you? And what do you want to teach me in all of this? Then, third step is to spend some time in thoughtful contemplation. How to show the love and the holiness of God to this person. Not one without the other, but both his love and his holiness, because both accurately represent God's nature. Now, you might think, okay, well, that's a lot of stuff right there, and it's going to take me some time, and I'm supposed to be responding to someone here and now? It does not take that long to humble yourself. You can, in a blink of an eye, pause and pray, and you can thoughtfully engage contemplation as the person starts to share their life with you. So really, those things kind of happen as you go into any conversation. And the more you learn how to use those three steps, humbling yourself, pausing to pray, engaging thoughtful contemplation, the more meaningful your conversation will be with everyone. The fourth step is to add gentleness. People respond to gentleness. It has power. Philippians 4 verse 5 says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. It's as if he's saying, if you are gentle like the gentle Christ is, he's right there and people will respond to you and Jesus will ride into someone's life across the bridge of gentleness. It's a very powerful character quality. Another attribute that you'll need to remember as you're interacting with someone else is kindness. It's so easy to say the wrong thing really quick and to make someone else feel like they've been judged. But there's no meanness in the heart of Jesus. Since you are his child and his representative, there should be no meanness in you. Scripture proclaims that God is full and overflowing with loving kindness. Then the next step is to be creative. So many times we get caught in the way we've always done it before. But maybe we should say, huh, I wonder if God wants to do something fresh and new. That works in your own life too. But we're still working with this other person. How can you help your person in a creative way? What resources can you engage Think outside the box and color outside the lines, but never outside of the guidelines of Scripture. How can you help carry their burdens without them becoming your burden? That's a little boundary that you need to put into place. 
And then you want to guard yourself. That's step number seven, I think. It doesn't take much to fall into the wrong place. Surely you have been there. I have. We need to be alert and watchful. It could be a danger of falling into the same pit that they are in. It could be falling into pride. Pride always blindsides you. It's always better to just sidestep it. And that means you're going to be guarding yourself and alert. And then number eight is do not compare. Stay free from personal ownership of their issue. It's their issue. Don't compare yourself to them in either way. Comparisons lead to poor self-image or to self-pity on one hand, or it leads to pride on the other hand. The only safe comparison that you should be making for this other dear person is using Scripture. And that's what we should all be comparing our individual lives to. Scripture has a way of encouraging a person, teaching, correcting, rebuking, protecting, and training. And those things all come from God. He is the one who has every right to be speaking those kinds of things into someone's life, yours or someone else's. The ninth step, the action step that we want to talk about is to always give your person scripture. Yes, you can share some of your own thoughts, but your thoughts aren't nearly as valuable as God's. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. So be truthful in this place. Offer scripture to your person. Your person needs God's words much more than your own. Scripture has power. Why? Because it's God on paper. It comforts and heals hearts, memories, and motives. Scripture guides. Help your person connect to Jesus and teach them to depend on Him through Scripture. This is the beginning steps of deepening faith in God. Show them how to use their Bible, how to claim promises, and how to apply God's principles. Let's take just a moment and think about a scenario that could come your way. You may be working with a person who is a mature and seasoned Christian, someone who has believed in Jesus for a long time, but they're going through a terrible time, a valley. Maybe they have been tested or pounded on. They know a lot of these things. So as you share these truths with them, please remember the things that we've talked about before. I'm going to, as a point of review, to help you to know how to help someone who really already knows these things. I'm going to mention some of the things we talked about before. Humble yourself. Pause to pray. Engage thoughtful contemplation. Be gentle and kind. Because your person, if they are a seasoned believer, there are some things they can teach you. Remember that and honor that.
Let's go through that whole list again, the nine ways that you can help someone. First step is to humble yourself before the Lord. Second is to pause to pray. Third, engage thoughtful contemplation to show the love and the holiness of God. Fourth, add gentleness. Fifth, put in the attribute of kindness. Sixth, engage creativity. Seventh, be sure to guard yourself. Number eight, don't compare. And number nine, give your person scripture. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So that's what you need to give to your person, something that is eternal. You know what? The practical application of all of these things is pretty simple. I'm simply going to ask you, how will you apply these tools today? How will you develop action steps that engage these nine helps for your other person? I encourage you to put pen to paper and give some serious thought to all of these options. Be a resource. Offer tools to someone who needs help. Have a great week. Reach out to someone. This is Brenda for Intentional Living. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with the Intentional Living Podcast. Visit the Intentional Living website at www.intentionallivingministry.org, your web-based home for resources and articles to help you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on the Intentional Living email list and get a free ebook on how to get into God's Word with a super busy life. Brenda's prayer is that you will grow in grace and strength to live your daily life in God's power.